Sports Beat on the Bay. Good morning, everybody. This is Sportsbeat 88.7 on your dial for Friday, November 12th with Dave Percival and... Dan Caswell. And... Grant's here as well. Guys. Very abrupt uh, beginning to the show. Huh? You caught my attention. To, I'm not trying to be abrupt ever. It was great. Did you like that? Oh, yeah. Well, you've got to change it <laughs> off a little bit, eh? Uh, if I know you liked it, then we're going to we're gonna make it a part of the show then. All right. Uh, definitely. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Fantastic. Yep. What about you, Grant? Doing okay. It's Friday. I was thinking about both you guys this morning and Uh-oh. just how that you're good guys and, uh, you know, just that you're good guys and I hope you're doing well. So I'm glad you are. Well, thank well, you. Well, nice yeah. to be thought of. Okay. Well, it's nice to be, think of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A little bit, very little Leaf news. Hey, a 3 nothing win over the Flyers the other night. And you know what, Dan and Grant? I've got it. Yay. I got to give Nylander. Nylander is playing extremely good hockey. It looks like he's finally bought in as a hockey player. You know, he's got that quick shot. And the other thing that he does, and we've talked about it before, is there anybody really any better at holding the puck? Um, He's very good. They don't really take the puck off him when he's in the offensive zone. Have you noticed that, Dan? Yes. Yep. So, you know what? He he is. Now, the stat that bothers me at the Leafs, they're getting a really tired Calgary Flame team, which might, well, that doesn't mean anything. Calgary are in tonight. Buffalo tomorrow, your favorite Sabres who have lost five in a row, yep. who are now the Sabres again. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think the, th- the thing that you got to look at that it kind of alarmed me, caught my attention, 17 goals when Cash scored the other night, the prior 16 goals have been scored by the top four, Tavares, Matthews, Marner, and Nylander. Yep. Nobody else has contributed a goal. Like, that's, that's, a, that's a scary stat, Dad. No, for sure. It really is. And the other stat that I think it means more than you th- than we think, the Leafs' defense have scored one goal this year. And you know what? They're an offensive team. You have to have defense scoring as well. Muzzin has one goal. Nobody else has even scored a goal. And that's something that offensively they have to step up a little bit. Which is really surprising with a guy like Morgan Riley, who is known for uh, his offensive abilities as well. Now, with that game against Philly... One thing I took yes. away was the play of Jack Campbell. Yeah. And it was really nice to see it bounce back because he didn't really have his best outing against his former team, the LA Kings, the two nights before. And when he literally shut the door on Philly for the full 60 minutes. And yeah. I think he had 37 shots or 36 shots. And he did. He, he, he was playing very Vasilevsky-like. And what I mean by that is he was very quiet in the cage. Like, he wasn't yes. flopping around. He wasn't doing anything like that. He was very concise with uh, with his angles and all that sort of stuff, and he played exceptional. You know what? That's exactly right. That's what I was actually going to say. That's one of the few times. He has, he's played very well, so I don't want to knock him. But you're right. He There was a little to no movement around the, the net. He looked composed, yep. completely composed. But you know what? They're going to have to give Wall a start. Uh, you know, they got to see what this kid has. They're going to have to start him in one of these two games. So, uh, you know, and I, he's a professional goaltender. He will be fine, you yep. know, as I said. So against a very good Philadelphia Flyer team, by the way. No, for your, sure. Your Flyer team is a good-looking team. Well, they, they brought it. They had some great chances. And, uh, you know, the, like I, I thought, like, Nylander, you're right. Nylander was obviously the offensive difference with the two goals. But with, you know, you wouldn't have that, you wouldn't have that cushion if you didn't have the goaltending that they had. Right, and minus uh, John Tavares as yep. well. That so was it's good. very well done. So uh, this caught my attention this morning. And, and you know what? He's a, It really is good because even I thought that it was, I knew it was a long time ago. Zach Fucali 
in 2013, took uh, the Halifax Moosehead to the Memorial Cup as a goaltender. Very good goaltender in junior. He 2015, they won a world championship gold. And I always wondered, when I heard his name, I, I thought, I wonder what had happened to him. Well, at 26 years old, 11 minor league stops. Yep. 11. Like, you forget how dedicated these guys yep. are. He wanted, He played his first game for the Washington Capitals, and he shut out the Detroit Red Wings. And they had his whole family in the crowd, you know, uh, mom, dad, sisters, brothers, and, you know, good for him. Like, because we forget, we we deal with the uh, stars, the guys that oh, are sure. in the NHL. Yep. But for him to claw back, you know, eight eight years, he's 26 years old, and, he, and he's still hung in there with, uh, you know, East Coast League, and he's worked his way back up to the American yep. League. So I hope it works out for him, you know. Oh, absolutely. He looked, he looked thrilled when he gave his little interview today on, yeah, uh, for on sure. television. Because, yeah. uh, and a shout out to Boot. Yep. Um, it is Hall of Fame induction week. So you can fly, but we can all fly by the seat of our pants, right? What are you There's talking always, about? Are you talking about us mailing in the show? Uh, something to that effect. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. So what got my attention were the, were the list of people that are being inducted. Um, and I, I want to talk about one. And Dan, you'll be with me on this. So you've got Marion Hosa, yep. Jerome McGinley, who's an automatic, yep. um, Kevin Lowe with seven Stanley Cups under his belt, Kim St. Pierre for ladies hockey, and Doug Wilson. Yep. The, the one I want to talk about is Hosa. Okay. Why do I always get tripped up on Marion Hosa? I thought, okay, back of my mind, Hosa's, Hosa was a good hockey player. Yep. Um, when I pulled it down, he was a little more than a good hockey player. He had 20 years in the NHL, and the only reason that he had to retire was over a skin ailment. Right. He has a serious skin condition brought on by the equipment and things, and he had to retire. So he still would have been playing at a high level. Chicago Blackhawks. He had 1,134 points, 40 goal seasons, 30 goal seasons. This guy was a great hockey player. And one Stanley Cup. And one Stanley Cup. And he's old enough that he'd probably have a... A uh, gold medal as well in Nagano. Yeah, and I didn't follow it all up. I just looked at his overall yep. numbers are off the charts. Yep. And and he was still producing at a high at 37 years of age and had to retire over a, a skin ailment. Well, one thing, when you, you once you said his name and talked about Nylander protecting the puck, as far as guys protecting the puck, he was the best. He was amazing. And, and I think you and I, years ago, were in Ottawa, watching a game maybe you're right and uh when he played for ottawa and he was in the corner back out to the hash marks like just guys all over him and he passes it to chris phillips who fired it right back at him in the traffic and he literally just looked up to the crowd and you know at that point he hey i had lost the puck but he, he was working his tail off just to have the puck you know go to the other team yeah, you know what? You're you're on fire today because that's exactly right. And he was a guy that you're right. You they couldn't strip the puck off of him, yep. and and he just turned his back and do whatever he wanted with the puck. Yes. So that's that's a pretty strong point. The guy I did forget in all this was Ken Holland, and Ken Holland is a a GM, and it's pretty cool. I didn't realize that Ken Holland had a brief taste of the NHL as a player. He was he said I was an undersized goaltender, you know. So you yep. can read between the lines. He got a couple of games in. But he might be, in this day and age, with all these abusive people, he's so far from that. And he was on the guy, he was the orchestrator uh, of all the Detroit Red Wings, the great Wings teams. Yes. He was in the draft uh, with Lidstrom and Fedorov. He said, look, we had, a, we had teams 97, 2002, 2008, all Stanley Cups. Um, you know, he said, what, what my greatest moment was, he said, when the salary cap hit and we had no money, 
my team was the last to not make the playoffs. He said, that's a lot bigger than you think. We still made the playoffs with different guys. And now he's moved on and he's with the Edmonton Oilers and he's turning, you know, them into a, a he'll turn them into a decent squad well, as well. Yeah. Like, it, well, obviously it'd be start with Ken Holland, but Detroit had exceptional scouting and they were able to find people that were below the radar and they would be like, like a later draft pick, like a Zetterberg and a Pavel's Datsuk. Like those guys were, you know, fourth, fifth at, um, round picks who became superstars and will be talked about for Hall of Fame uh, in years to come. And so they, they did a great job also of, of turning these players into the, the, like turning these hockey players that they're drafted in high picks into superstars. Like with, with the, their uh, minor league system and all that sort of stuff. It was just a fantastic factory. And they made the playoffs, like you said, for 25 consecutive years. Right. And that was a stat that I'd skipped right over with the Stanley Cup win. So really something. Um, shifting gears, Toronto Raptors. Hey, big win last night. They, they came up flat in Boston, but minus Siakam, Dan. 115, 109 over a very, very good Philadelphia 76er team. Van Fleet had a tremendous game. I watched a bit of that. Uh, takeaways, 32 points. He's, I guess he's the engine of that squad, even though they're, they want to anoint Siakam. This is going to be interesting because this was done without Siakam, yep. and they looked uh, very cohesive compared to what they are with him at this point. Yeah. You know, So they've got to figure out his role and how... I don't know what they do there because you've got guys that seem to step up collectively, and when he steps in, maybe it's too focused. It's going to be too focused on getting him the ball all the time. Well, if there's two guys from Huntsville talking about it on the radio, I'm sure there's a lot more people talking about it. And then in Raptorland, they're probably thinking about what, how are they going to get Siakam on board and, and mesh with this team? Because you're right, like Siakam was at his best when he wasn't the number one guy. And now that they're putting him in the number one guy position, it's almost making the team worse. Which at, is at this point, yeah. right? So, and again, but he's he has only been back for a couple of games, and I and they they sat him out, which is probably pretty smart. Um, big big soccer weekend t- tonight, I believe, in Edmonton. Uh, this is a World Cup qualifying, which we were talking about a while back, and uh, they've got to play Costa Rica tonight. So currently, you know, we didn't we last time we qualified for World Cup was 1986, and I and the World Cup soccer is great stuff to watch. And, you know, the Costa Ricans playing in Edmonton today, it'll be kind of cold, you know. And <laughs> I hope it is. But, I hope they have like one of those Chinooks. But the point is, do you think, I bet you a few of the Canadian players will be kind of cold too because it's not like they're used to playing in Edmonton either. Cold's cold. Cold is very cold. But I can't imagine that. You imagine how hard that ball would be to kick it around. Yeah. But uh, anyway, the Costa Ricans are, are just a bit behind Canada right now. And then they get the big match in about a week against Mexico. And that's, I hope they can knock off Mexico. That'd really be something. Yes. You know, and, the, and I was thinking about the coach, that John Herdman did tremendous things with women's soccer. And now he seems to have turned the corner with the men's team as well and brought them. He said he's doing a fantastic job. Well, and so that game's this weekend. Uh, Costa Rica this weekend, yeah. tonight yep. in Edmonton. So that's pretty exciting. They expect to have 45,000 people there. Wow. You know, but but again, keeping social distance. Yeah, of course, <laughs> shoulder to shoulder, <laughs> shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so yeah, so we this is, there has been a lot of sports here. Now, do we have anything in the NFL of any note, Dan, or do we? Well, I was going to jump to uh, NCAA. You, what you want to jump? To? I was going to jump to NCAA if you want, and then we'll touch on the NFL All right, after sure, that. Sure, sure. Why not? Um, there's, you know, what we're getting down to crunch time now. We're week eleven. 
in uh, in the NCAA football. And so there was, you know, I mentioned it uh, earlier this week about the Purdue-Michigan uh, State. Well, Purdue doesn't have an easy road this week either because they just went from a ranked Michigan State team to have to prepare for Ohio State, who is uh, ranked a little bit higher. And um, to be honest, I don't think that they're going to have the success that they had against uh, Michigan State, against ranked number four Ohio State. Uh, just for the sheer fact that there is a there is a big difference in in uh, in ability, and so even though Michigan State last week was ranked seventh, there is a big big difference between from what I think between seventh and you know your top four teams. Okay. Um, so that being said, now if for anyone like yourself who might want to p- pick up a game or two to see if, try your luck with some gambling, you got the spread at twenty one. Uh, for like in favor of Ohio State, I think I would take that. I think that uh, you know Purdue's coming off a really big win. They do have uh, some good aspects to their team, but I think Ohio State will just prove to be that much, um, you know, just th- that much stronger. Now, um, moving to what's going to be a great match, and it doesn't matter. They're unranked teams at the moment. But they're just, it's, it's, I always look forward to this game, and it's the Miami Florida State game. Uh, that's, uh, you know, they have Miami ranked as uh, the two point, uh, two and a half point favorites. It's, it's a pick 'em to me. Like, whoever you think's going to win, I think that Miami's looking strong right now with their freshman uh, quarterback, and Florida State is showing some some aspects of uh you know just being a, a decent team but still they're you know they're only three and six this year and they got a long way to go to get back to their the old days when Jameis winston took them to the the um, national championship so what else do we got here percy um well let's go with the let's go with the michigan state maryland game so the michigan state coming off of the you know the big defeat against purdue Maryland quietly uh, is a is a very decent uh, defensive team, and no one really gives them a lot of credit. They're an unranked team. The spread is twelve and a half, and I would take Maryland in this one. I'm not saying that they're going to win. They could win. They could upset number seven Michigan State, but I am pretty positive that they'll keep it close in a losing effort. All right. Yeah. Yeah, you see, so you do know your NSA, you, you know all your NCAA stuff. Now I'm going to have a little fun with you. Okay. I here's I my, like fun. Here's my two for the weekend in the NFL. I've just got two that are and and they're they're not they're not as long shot as you might think. I I love the Buffalo Bills. Okay, I really do, but I don't love what they've been doing lately. Yep. Offensively, they're not doing a heck of a lot. The New York Jets are going to beat the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> The Jets are playing really, really sound football. This is this is one that I would even potentially bet money on. So I'm going to take the Jets over the Bills. You know, an actual okay. W. Okay, so for the win, for the win. Okay, go with the Jets. And uh, secondly, yeah. the Detroit Lions are going to win their first game. They are going to Jared oh, Goff is Dave going to Beach pound the like Pittsburgh to Steelers, and they're going to win their first game. There's my only two picks. Forget the rest of it. Doesn't matter what happens. Okay, so those are yeah, those are pretty those are pretty nervy picks. Yeah, you. I thought you 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 mentioned that they might be conservative. Those aren't conservative at all. I I like the I like what you're where you're going with this, and I like the fact that you think Detroit's going to win their first game. Now, 
they, you know, Steelers are favored by eight and a half points and the uh, Bills are favored by 12 points. And I'm going with a win for the, so for the Jets. For both underdog yeah. teams. Now, here's, the, here's the, the one for the news that we can talk about. And maybe not talk about, uh, you know, who's going to win or whatever. But OBJ, uh, Odell Beckham Jr., has been picked up by the Rams. By the LA Rams. So now you have another huge name with, with that team. Like, is it too many huge names? Well, he's he is going to slot in behind the other receivers. So he's and I know that for a fact because he is going to be the last guy in the depth chart. So he's not going to like his role on this team. So whether he and he's not the kind of guy to keep his mouth shut. So I'm not sure that's a brilliant move. It's some place that these guys that create havoc are going to potentially cause the Rams a bit of trouble too. Yeah, because I mean defensively, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller. So you have all these three superstars and you know Culp is uh just a fantastic receiver for the rams already uh woods another fantastic receiver for the rams already so now you have another target i i know it worked in in um tampa bay last year where you had goodwin evans ab you know and then gronk like you had a lot of targets um I just I don't know. I, maybe it's maybe it's just because it's uh, OBJ and he comes with the baggage he comes with that I don't know if if it's going to be a positive or like I don't know if it's going to be positive. I I'm leaning towards a negative on this one. Yeah, and I think you're probably right. And the only reason they took a flyer on him is because it didn't cost them much money. All right. Right. So that no, that's very. We'll have to keep uh, pay attention to that one. And see yeah. So they're the LA Rams. So they chemistry. got the Monday nighter uh, in uh, San Fran and. I don't know. Like I, I would, I would say that they should win, but I thought they were going to win last weekend too. Yeah, exactly. So here we go. I've got one quick one, Grant, if I may. I uh, got to talk about our junior C well, otters. I almost, I do not want to forget the otters. Oh, we can. You know what? We were going to mail this show in, and now look at us. We're we're now pushing for more time. I know. Yeah, we are, and we want to be here till about one thirty. Uh, yeah. The Schaumburg Cougars last night. Our junior C otters were in Schaumburg playing a very very good Schaumburg team who appear to be the uh, toast of our division. Um, we had come up uh, and got beat very badly uh, in preseason against them last night. Not bad at all. A five one loss and. The assistant coach told me that their goaltending is fantastic. They've got a young fellow by the name of Brett Michaels, made 53 saves last night. And I'll tell you what, that is very impressive in junior hockey. Um, Schaumburg have the one and two scoring leaders. Uh, There are 64 teams. Now, I could be wrong. Eight divisions, eight teams per division. Schaumburg have the one and two offensive players so far. Yes. And uh, as I said to you earlier, Huntsville held them to one point. So you know what? There's there again mass improvement with this junior C Otter team. They're competitive, yeah. which is which is what it's all about. And tonight, I believe the Stainer Siskins. It's either Stainer or Allison that are in. Seven thirty game time start uh, at at the Don Lock, the Canada Summit Center, and then uh, they're away again on Sunday against uh, Caledon, who they have handled. Yes, they're a little different going into Caledon, another small arena. I understand. So, you know what? Good for them and good uh, goaltending tandem of Crane and. Brett Michaels and is Brett Michaels not a rock star? No, 
He, he's an Brett Michaels is somebody though. Brett is, Michaels isn't he a wrestler? He's a wrestler. Yeah, heartbreak so, kid. Well, it's great to know he's playing. HBK. He's playing. I think there is a Brett Michaels though that's a singer as well. I believe. Uh, that's who I was. The, thinking the of. band Poison, perhaps. I think. Yes. I thank, think so. Oh, is that what it is? Thank you very so. much, Grant. Oh, okay. All right. Well, after all, every rose does have its thorn. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll tell you what. Great, great fun today. Dan, you should come uh, poorly prepared all the time because you're you're fantastic. <laughs> Great job today. <laughs> to our listeners out there, enjoy your day. I'm Dave for Dan and Grant. Have a fantastic weekend, and we'll be back on Monday with more sports.